All right, we're at home with Claire, who is warming up for a bit of boxer size. Yep, she's welcomed in the new year with a fancy new workout setup. Look at that branded punch bag with matching gloves. And that gorgeous coordinated athleisure. So coordinated. She is working out and working it. Well, with prices this good on designer workout gear, how couldn't she? Whoa! She's back on the sofa. With her feet in an excellently priced foot spa. Iconic. Get those toes to Marshalls. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices. At Marshalls. How does this work? Ryan, is, is this thing on? Oh, oh we're, we're recorded? Ryan! Welcome to Quarantining with the Chris's, the podcast. The Chris's are proud to present today's sponsor, Leafy Organics. Leafy Organics prana made with organic turmeric and ginger. Decreases inflammation, improves brain function, benefits heart health, and improves joint condition. Yes, uh, go to leafyorganics.com or on the gram at leafyorganics. That's L-E-E-F-Y. Get 15% off your first purchase uh, with our code. Chris, what's the code? Discount code QWTC. Also, a very special thank you to all of the Chris's team members who have donated at patreon.com slash QWT. Chris's, Ryan, start the show. I was thinking about getting into mukbang videos. How do you feel about that? You, I love a good muck and I love a good bang. But like, um, I, I feel like if we just eat food on air, like like our hero Joey Chestnut or uh, Kobayashi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we Some like hot dogs. We like pizzas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the Nathan's hot dog contest has been going on since, for like six hundred years. I think it started uh, at Thanksgiving, actually. Oh, it started before um, the oldest shark. Really? Yeah, that's what the apparently ba- the the baby one. The, yeah, the oldest the baby do, 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 shark. Do, do, do. Yeah. 500 years old, they say. Really? Yeah. 500? 500, yeah. Really? That's according to our UCLA professor, um, Aiden. Oh, he just, he's got, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, 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 Ryan! Ryan! I'm your host, Chris. I'm your host, Chris. And welcome to a very, very, very special edition of the program. We are in season two, the premiere week, and uh, we've had a lot of fun so far, Chris. Lots of fun happening um, at the at the quarantine quarters here. Uh, it is a, a big sale away, a w- sale of Wednesday, actually. Sale of Wednesday? Yes. Uh, that's... Actually, not bad. I, I just I just thought of that in the thinker. Yeah. Uh, yes. Salam to uh, Morocco. Thank you for joining us today. I know it is very late there, um, and we're trying to be very on time here every day that ends in. And why? Uh, except for starts with what letter? S. S. Okay. Yes. So that's Monday through Friday. If that's too confusing for you, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for joining us around the world. We're quarantined the Chris's. Uh, we got a really special kind of nautical theme today yes a nautical theme um just in in honor of our special guest today um the big tuna himself big tuna um, yeah yeah oh we got we got jim halpert 
possibly. Who knows? Yeah. I've still been trying to get him on the show. Maybe he comes in today, Chris. Who knows? You'll just have wonderful. to tune in. Yeah, we could be seeing Jim Halpert. We've been sliding into uh, some good news uh, feed pretty much every day for the past 19 weeks. Oh, you want to know some good news today, Chris? What? California, um, now the number one hotspot for Corona. Number one? Yeah, we took over. Number one! Yeah. Yes. Congratulations. We did it. Uh, And the reason why California is number one for the uh, COVID-19 hotspot is uh, probably because they're not following our PSA. Oh, yeah, PSA, um, please be responsible. Um, Wear a mask and uh, socially distance. Uh, I think what he's trying to say is please wear an effing mask and stay the hell away from people. Uh, six feet, just stretch your arms out, and if you could touch someone, you're too close. Hmm. You know what? Tomorrow I think we'll bring out a six foot pole. I think we should. Yeah, I think yeah. we should, yeah. Yeah, uh, please wear a mask, please social distance. Uh, we are apparently our number one again in California, uh, in the United States of America, and the United States is number one in the world uh, for a distinction we don't want to be really a part of. Uh, so please uh, wear a damn mask and uh, stay the hell away from people. Yeah, that's a good, some good advice. Um, actually, stay inside. Stay, stay doing big tuna things. Maybe mm-hmm. they can send it, tag us, send it us on Instagram, or maybe, maybe our website, Chris. Maybe we have a, a website. Yes. If you guys are familiar with websites and not just social media, you can go to qwtchris.com. Uh, that's qwtchris.com. And if you're watching right now on Facebook, uh, YouTube, or Twitch, uh, you will see uh, quarantining with the Chris's website located right on this side. Uh, go to qwtchris.com. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you're young and you're Jessica, thank you for joining us. If you're a Kay Laubers, uh, hi mom. Uh, my mom is off today and is watching. Uh, oh. Or if you are a KB Runs 10, ASD2, uh, Salam to Morocco, uh, Knuckles if you're still with us, and Davey for a day. Uh, who, well, speaking of Davey for a day, we got some good, uh, some good news for everyone for season two. Uh, Jim Halpert's coming on? Uh, not only is Jim Halpert possibly coming on. Ryan! Yeah, just get the tuna. Uh, but we have a special announcement, uh, brand new swag. We have some swag coming in, Chris. Mm-hmm. What's, uh, what could that possibly be? Uh, it rhymes with t-shirt. Huh. A p-shirt? A p-shirt. Huh, uh, interesting. We, we have a brand new season two quarantine with the Chris's tie-dye t-shirts. Uh, mm. If you're a fan of tie-dye, please put in the comment box, yes, no, maybe so, or a fun emoji. Um, tie-dye t-shirts in all sizes, including double XL, uh, mm. will be available rainbow bright uh, as Davey for a day, who is our partner um, for our season two shirts. Uh, wonderful partner for yeah. season one. Not just Davey for a day, just Davey for a lifetime. Davey for a lifetime. I think that's the tagline. We're going to get little uh, lockets made, and we'll probably have Suzanne Summers just say, when you leave your heart open. Davy for a day. Oh, sounds a like lifetime. A, sounds like a cologne. It does. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. like something that we can possibly make. Yeah, I would wear Davy. Yeah. Uh, and sure, all you two love the hat. Thank you. Uh, shout out to Aunt Dee Dee, our favorite biological aunt, uh, who made the quarantine in the Chris's bucket hats right there that I should have foam rolled before this. If you get too close, you see all the, uh, the lint. You foam roll the bucket hat. Foam roll. And a foam roll, I meant take one of those little uh, de- a linter. de-linter. A de-linter. de-linter. Yeah. Hey, maybe we can get, you know, start branding a de-linters. Ooh, we could. Yeah, for all the our, all the kittens and cats out there, <laughs> lint rollers coming soon. If anyone wants a quarantine the Chris's uh, lint roller, yeah, uh, we'll reach out. That, reach sure. out to us. I'm sure. I'm sure it's available. Uh, we're all quarantine the Chris's eggs are sold. Actually, uh, yeah. on our website, right? Our website. Yeah. Um, Lent rolls coming soon? Coming soon? Who knows? Yeah. Huh. Uh, but also coming soon is our community cause of the day, Okaizu. Yes, Okaizu's been around for quite some time. Um, 
they we we do have a GoFundMe um, to help support them right now. It's our No Hair for Care. Uh, we'll be partnering with our 100 for 100 campaign. Um, all money raised uh, through the month of September will be matched um, with Okaizu's 100 for 100 campaign, Chris. Wow, that sounds great. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thanks Whoa, wow. Uh, all money raised uh, for the 100 for 100 Okaizu campaign uh, will they'll double your impact this year. Uh, that's a quarantine in the Christmas first. Uh, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate that. Uh, there is a no better time than now to strengthen your commitment to Okaizu's campers and their families with an exciting matching gift and fundraising opportunity through September 30th. Uh, we've raised almost $200 now wow. for Okaizu. Wow. Uh, we have a very lofty goal both for ourselves and the Okaizu 100 for 100 campaign. Uh, it has way more zeros than that. Uh, so if you'd like to be a part of it, uh, please check out the link tree in our bio. Uh, where can they find that, Chris? Uh, the link tree in our bio, it's on our Instagram page. Oh, on Instagram. Yeah. They, uh, or you can go to QWT. Chris's? QWT. Chris's. Yeah, you can go there. Oh, QWT um, Chris's. You know what's so great about that? Now, that $200 you've raised, actually it's $400 because it's doubled during this time. There it is. Uh, it'll be doubled. Uh, so get your donations in for Okaizu at okaizu.org uh, or at okaizu on Instagram. Um, but please go to our GoFundMe. Link is in the bio. Uh, all donations uh, to Okaizu will be doubled. Uh, so go check it out. Help uh, support kids with cancer yeah. uh, in this time of need. Uh, shout to uh, Julio Hakopsin. Uh, happy birthday. I believe she's 45 and still single. Um, but hopefully, you know, hopefully she's find someone up there. Uh, and shout out to everyone who's excited about the hats and the tie-dye shirts. Uh, partnership with Davey. Uh, we do have to pay the bills, Chris. Hmm. Uh, we, we are sponsored today um, by Solid White Albacore Tuna in Water. Huh. Interesting packaging they've chosen. It's actually quite delicious. I think this was caught by one Craig Chomsky and then resold to Trader Joe's. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I believe the going rate is uh, $30 per pound. $30 per pound? Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Gianna Wazzi. We are still trying to get your cousin uh, to... Uh, to what? Ryan, what was that? Oh, we got we got a guest coming on? Oh, okay, we appreciate oh, wow. that. Uh, we, we can add him in here. I'm really sure how this works here. Huh. Season two, we're still learning. Oh shit, almost done. Whoa! Uh, hey, hey, Craig, how you doing today? Oh well, what's going on, guys? Good to see you. Hey, uh, sorry too much fun in the intro there and ryan was getting a little uh getting a little playful with the sounds uh so thanks for uh for sticking on with us today um we were just no worries just like Aaliyah. um and we caught some tuna in a can actually yeah it's weird uh, it's how about you... that that's just right <laughs> huh um well uh you're there in your kitchen all the way in waldwick at craigs.kitchen uh on instagram um, That's last right, time, we're back. You, Craig, uh, we made you, well, you made some delicious sourdough. Um, and uh, before we start your demonstration, as I know it might take some uh, time for the live demo cooking of your pasta and yeah. pesto, uh, we'd like to say thank, thank you, you, Craig, so from the bottom of our hearts for that sourdough starter uh, that you sent us. Look at uh, that. Machine slicer. Um, <laughs> it's it's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it tastes Tastes great. Yeah, mm, yeah. Right Sometimes there. you gotta try to spread the butter. It helps. 
Oh, okay. Ryan, you spread that? We appreciate it. Next time. Uh, yeah, uh, we, we, we look forward to, to you know, starting uh, some awesome of our own. That's great. It's a good project to start. Yeah. Um, but back to you, Craig. Uh, I know you love to show us uh, how to make pasta and uh, beautiful pesto sauce from scratch. So take it away. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with making our pasta because that's going to take a little more time. And while we're letting the pasta rest, we're going to get into the pesto sauce. So just to get things started, uh, Chris did make a lovely menu, uh, recipe for us, printed oh. it out and everything. Oh, wow. So wow. That you guys can find and actually get this recipe uh, on the website, on Instagram, and um, make it yourself at home. So a few things you're going to need to make pasta. We're going to need a solid table here. I'm going to take the flour and we're going to put it straight on the table. Now, the recipe says two cups. I'm making a little bit of a bigger recipe, so I'm going to put a little bit more than two cups. But you want to make a nice little pile. So then you're going to take your eggs. And we're going to make a well. So you want to make walls so that this is going to be where we're going to crack the eggs and then we're going to mix them up together. Can you see the well? Uh, yeah, it looks is, deep. Is it, uh, am I, is it big enough? That well, Craig, how would you get out? How would you get out? We're going to we're going to show you exactly how to get out. Oh, you got to stir your feet. <laughs> I appreciate it. Kick those feet. There's so we're going to crack the egg right in the hole. Do the next one. So now we have it. You see how it's holding it in there. It's not going to get anywhere. So we're going to add some kosher salt to this as well. Nice pinch because you want flavor in your pasta. Mm -hmm. The cake, the sea flavor, Craig yeah, Thompson. Is we so got a little extra virgin olive oil. This is Filippo Barrio. It's a great brand. I recommend using it. I actually was, uh, when we were in it, I lived in Italy. We were on the farm next to it. So I got to use their olive oil every day. That's wow. amazing. And uh, Craig, quick question. Are there, is there any uh, olive oil that's not a virgin? Uh, yeah, there's plenty of it that's not a virgin. Mm -hmm. You gotta choose the right kind. You gotta look for it. Hmm. And then we're gonna add some water as well, because that's gonna help uh, with the pasta. You're gonna get a little bit more pasta from that. All right. So next step is you grab a fork. You're gonna break your yolks up, and you're gonna just start whisking it, just like it's in a bowl. So the idea is just to keep the walls from breaking. You don't want your egg yolk getting all over the place. But while I'm doing this, I'm incorporating the flour into the yolk mix and slowly building this uh, batter. And as it gets thicker and thicker, then we can get rid of the walls. But I'm working this flour in as I'm constantly stirring. So mm -hmm. I'm making this well bigger. You're going to see the pasta start to kind of form itself. It's really going to become a dough before you're going to see anything solid come together. So really, don't be afraid to add your flour in at this point, because now it's coming more solid. So I don't have to worry about it spreading all over the table. And all you really need is a fork right now. So this is nice and easy. This is wonderful. This is like, uh, have you ever watched any ASMR videos? I was just saying the same thing, yeah. yeah. It's like where you just watch like liquid or stuff just like move. Something that <laughs> yeah. I could So watch. you see how it's getting more solid now? Yeah. Yeah. Almost looks like scrambled eggs, I'd say. It's a, a good description. So we don't want to add too much flour right away because you're going to make it too clumpy and then you're not going to be able to form the gluten and make the pasta stretch when you want to have nice strands. So it's holding itself together. I'm going to scrape what's off on this fork into the pile. Mm-hmm put the fork aside and we're going to start to push some of this flour away actually. So this is the bench scraper and this is a very handy tool making pasta. So we're going to get this nice clean flour just off to the side and now I have this flour left. So I'm going to start working this in and I'm going to scrape from underneath it and start folding it. And you're going to hand, your hands are going to get dirty here. So this is all part of the process. So you're going to kind of just keep folding it in, getting underneath it, fold it back. 
keep getting underneath it, fold it back. So you're just slowly working this flour in because if you overdo it, it's gonna get real tough real quick and then you're not gonna have good pasta. You gotta work, you gotta work hard and fast with that extra virgin olive. That's right. So now we're making it nice and uh, evenly spread out through with the flour and all the ingredients. So you see it's starting to form now, but you can see how wet it still is. So we're gonna take more flour and add it in. But that's why you take it out so that you're not making it overwhelmed with the flour. But as you can see, it's already becoming a dough. Add the dryness. What's that? You add the flour, so it's- Right. I, 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 it, I, I love eating raw uh, cookie dough. Uh, yeah. If I ate raw flour, what would happen to my tummy? It wouldn't, I mean, I, I know people do it and fresh pasta is better than doing the dry pasta. The problem with dry pasta, if you were to eat that, it would like cut your stomach up if you were to think about it, going down shards. Fresh pasta, I mean, it'll just bind you up a little bit. I personally don't think it tastes very good to be eating raw, but you know, everyone's got their niche and they like their thing. What there am I gonna do? I can't judge, enjoy it. So just try to get the extra stuff off your hands. So now I'm at a point where I don't really wanna add too much flour because I don't wanna dry it out. So. We're gonna let this fold in a little more. I'm just gonna feel with my hands and I can see that it is still pretty moist. So just a touch more. So you're just working this dough, folding it back into each other. Awesome. Forming, we're stretching it out and forming gluten as we're making this dough. Oh. Okay. So really, you have pasta dough now. So now we need to let this rest for about 15 minutes or so. You can go work with it right away. Um, I like to just let it rest a little bit. We're gonna wrap it with some saran wrap and we're gonna make our pesto sauce while we wait. Interesting. But you can see it's not hard to make pasta. You get your ingredients, put it on the table, mix them together, let it rest. You can put this in the fridge overnight, make your pasta tomorrow if you you know wanted to get it done the night before. Um, this is good for at least a couple days. The fresh egg is gonna turn it. So you'll see like it'll start to turn a little bit darker color. Um, mm -hmm. That's just the egg. So, you know, a few days, keep it cold. This pasta is going to be good for a little while. And then so, how many servings does, uh, does that make? That's going to, we're going to add more flour to it. So it's even going to get bigger. So this is probably going to make about two pounds of pasta. Oh, wow. I usually, one egg um, is about the equivalent to one pound. So that's what, you know, that's how I can judge it when I'm making a pasta for a big party. And I always try to make a little extra because it never hurts to have a little extra pasta. Eat it for leftovers, right? There you go. So, if your hands feel like they're dirty, you can add a little bit more flour to them. And it's just like you were on the baseball field back in the day and you just take the sand and do this. It's the same game, gets all the stuff off your hands. He, in baseball, he was busy picking daisies in the outfield. <laughs> That's correct. Everybody has their job to do, you know? True. Yeah. Yeah. Mixery uh, says, uh, what up, Craig? Yeah. What up? For comments, question mark box below. Uh, this one is actually not even from our Instagram story, so we're going to keep going along. So, Craig, okay. you're making Craig Kitchen all the in Jersey on live with quarantine versus in Los Angeles. Uh, Craig making homemade pasta and pesto sauce. And I think we're on to the other P, uh, pesto. I thought we were on to Ryan's Rewards. Ah, hey, let's go. Ah, okay. So, I scraped the table if you just saw because there was some remnants left on the table with extra flour. So I'm going to take that, put it into my sifter, and I'm just going to sift it into that clean pile of flour that I made before. So what I'm trying to do is get rid of this extra dry pasta parts. You don't want this to be mixed in because that's actually going to ruin your pasta. 
So this is garbage. So that's why this tool is really fancy and handy. Oh, we got a boil on our water, which is perfect. Always try to have stuff ready to go so you can cook quickly. I, I love this. And, and, and since we'll probably get sooner or later, uh, uh, can I just live in the kitchen? I'll just like... I got plenty of space, guys. There you go. That's right. A basement last time we talked. That's true. Yeah, yeah. we got a big basement. <laughs> Working on finding some couches. All right, so we're going to make pesto now. So I'm just getting all my ingredients over here. I have them all in, in bowls prepped, ready to go. Again, I recommend doing this when you're cooking because then you're not running around trying to find everything and reading the recipe and then going back to it and back and forth. It's just you can't cook efficiently there. You, you might burn the pine nuts. You might do something that you're not, you know, just because you're running around. So if you can get your prep ready and make things easy, life goes a lot faster and easier as well. He's a life coach, Chris. Life coach. Yeah. How many All right, so... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So we're going to use this uh, blender mixer. Um, you can do it in uh, Cuisinart as well. Uh, you can use um, any kind of blender. But this one's just nice and handy. It's easy, and I can show you while I'm doing it. This one's uh, wireless, has a little battery attachment. Turn it on, and got a little no. blender. All right. Use that with Animal Crossings for Nintendo Switch. That's right. <laughs> so we're going to add garlic into this. Um, I don't know if you've uh, dealt with garlic with the skin on it. You know, there's some easy ways to get it off. You can peel it with your fingers if you want, but then your fingers are going to really stink like garlic. You might get it under nails. And not everybody likes garlic, so I recommend trying to not do that. You can take it back of your knife, and I just put it over the garlic and smack, and then your garlic comes out, and the skin just peels off. So it's a nice, nice, easy, and clean way to do it. I didn't know we were today, too. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. No more garlic fingers. Oh, thanks, Ryan. That was deserved. All right. So I like to put a little extra garlic for more flavor. And I'm going to be doing a little bit bigger batch than the recipe I uh, sent to you. So I do a little bit extra flavor because it never hurts. So I just like to cut. There's a dry part of the bottom of garlic. I always cut that part off because that can get bitter as well. So now I'm just going to roughly chop this up just to get it started so that when we blend it, we don't have any extra garlic chunks laying around. So I'm going to throw this right into my pitcher. Again, this could be your blender base. This could be anything, your Cuisinart, whatever you're using, or do it like I'm doing it. And then we're going to have pine nuts. I toasted these in a pan earlier, so you can get a little extra flavor. It gives a little smokiness to the pine nut, a little more uh, pizzazz to the uh, pesto itself. So I'm going to add this in as well. And then we're going to take our freshly picked basil. So I picked this all off the stem. I washed it. Basil can get real dirty. I mean, right now it's really fresh. Everybody's growing it. I recommend using it. This is why I, I wanted to do this sauce tonight, because everybody has an at-home garden with too much basil growing with no idea what to do with it. So this is a great, great way to use it. Um, something you can do to make this last all winter long. You take it and you put it in some boiling water and a pinch of baking soda. You blanch your basil, take it out, shock it real cold in cold water. It stays green for months. So then you can freeze that in ice cube trays. You can blend it with just some oil and you have basil oil. There's a lot of options. But today we're just going to be a little bit faster and make it fresh because I'm going to use it in the next couple of days. So this way I don't have to worry about it turning color. That I love you? <laughs> it's a little tips that help. Wonderful. So I want to save a little basil, just one nice leaf. This one looks good. 
Um, we're going to use it for our garnish. So I'll put that on the side. You always got to think of the final plate, right? I already can picture it, and I already want. So the, you, the shipping time for uh, at Craig's Dot Kitchen uh, on Instagram is uh, instant. I was told. That is right. Uh, all right. So that we got all our basil in, and now I shaved Parmigiano Reggiano. I just want to show you something. When you're shopping at the store and you're looking for Parmesan cheese, there's Parmesan S A N Parmesan. There's every option. The only real thing that's Parmigiano Reggiano is when it's got the seal on it. It says Parmigiano Reggiano. It's spelled correctly. It's from a source where we know uh, the, the cheese is made. A lot of times they're selling fake cheese. A lot of stuff's made in America. It's not the real stuff. So you want to look for Parmigiano Reggiano. Par Parmesan sounds like, sounds like a weird cheese you get at like a motel along a truck stop on Route 8. <laughs> so I'm going to add this cheese in. I'm going to save a little bit to also put on the end plate. And now I'm going to add the oil. So I'm, again, using a lot more oil than what the recipe said because I'm making a much bigger batch. But basically what I'm going to visually do is look, there's a measuring cup on uh, this pitcher as well. So, but I'm going to just let it submerge into the basil. It's going to push everything down. I'm going to add my seasoning now, some salt, kosher salt, fresh ground black pepper, and I'm measuring with my hands, but you can use, uh, you know, measuring spoons or whatever. I just. I think your hands are a metric unit of measure measurement. I, I think I think they are at this point. I think they are. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we have all our ingredients in. I can already see it needs a little bit more oil. It's it's just like, you can see it's not fully submerged yet, so I know it's not going to blend nice. So we're going to add a little more oil. Now we're going to get the blender, turn it on. I like to put it on the highest power and just get it going. So now I like to scrape down the sides a little, just to get it back in there, a little more incorporated. I want to make sure I'm getting the garlic, all the pine nuts that were on the bottom, make sure everything's getting mixed in even. Everyone that just joined us, we're on with Craig Shaw at uh, Craig's Scott Kitchen on Instagram, live in Los Angeles. Craig is live in New Jersey, homemade pasta and pesto sauce. Thank you for joining us. His name is Bijan John. Uh, <laughs> All right, so it's nice and blended. I want to taste it to make sure we have the right flavor. So we just got to have some tasting spoons laying around. So a good way to taste something and be sanitary, two spoons, one dips in, goes onto the tasting spoon. And this way you're not contaminating the sauce. And it turns out it tastes pretty perfect. So no adjustments needed. But at this point, you would want to maybe add some salt, a little more spice. I just happened to nail it on the first try. That's <laughs> Greg. All right, so our pesto is ready. I'm just gonna get these things off to the side. So we can just let this sit. You can leave it room temperature. Um, again, if you want to save it for the next couple of days, I would just recommend putting some saran wrap right on top of it, and then wrap the whole thing. 
This way it kind of uh, eliminates extra oxygen and things that would make it turn brown. So you're just really trying not to make it oxidize. All right, so we got our pesto on the side. I'm going to clear off the station and we're going to get into rolling out this pasta. A, uh, a very thirsty man in, uh, who goes by Bespoke just said, stir, baby, stir. That's the trick. All right. So again, we got our fresh pasta that's been sitting. You can already see it's kind of changed a little bit. It's, it's got a little more moist. The flour's absorbed more into that extra liquid that's in there. So we're going to have to add more flour. But I'm going to take my clean flour and dust the station. Expect to make a mess when you do this. Just accept it. This is, it, is, it is the part of the process of making delicious pasta. Do you think the bigger the, the mess you make, when you it, the better it tastes? I think so. It's more love in it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's more fun, too. All right, so I dusted the top and the bottom of this. Get this out of the way. We're just going to fold it in a little bit more. I just wanted to get this flour incorporated into it. Again, every time I'm doing this, I'm taking it and I'm folding it backwards into it and just making it into a ball back. And it's just basically there's using your fingertips, light fingers, you don't want to stick it in too much because then it starts to stick to you. So you're really trying to just keep all this incorporated. Make it into a nice moist ball. Exactly. So this piece is going to make a lot of pasta. We'll start with this through the machine, but I might end up cutting it in half. Um, just because it's going to start to run real long. So as you guys see here, I have my KitchenAid. I have my KitchenAid lovely pasta attachment. So this, there's three different attachments that come in this box. Let me show you the box. So this is the machine. It has three different cutters, or one's to roll out the pasta and then two different cutters. Mm -hmm. This is the tagliatelle we're going to use. So this cuts out the nice wide noodle. Okay. Tagatella. Uh, Ryan, I was... Ty I said it wrong. And then we have spaghetti as well. So this is a nice tight uh, cutter. We're not going to use that one today. We're going to use the batter one. It's nicer for the pesto. It holds better. Ooh. But the first one we're going to use is this one. Let me unscrew it. It's flat. And it's we have it set at the widest setting. You always start at one, which is these dials on here. Mm -hmm. And we're going to turn... It pulls out and you turn it. See how it's turning? Uh, gets tighter. So yeah. you're making the sheet of dough, you're trying to get it thin because you can't have too fat of a pasta, otherwise it's just going to be a big glob when you go to cook it. So, mm. so those are attachments you can purchase for that KitchenAid. Uh... Exactly. Ah, my works for, these work for every KitchenAid. If you have a 40-year-old KitchenAid, this fits that. Wow. And what's, what's your code for that, Chef Chomp? The code? Yeah, what's your KitchenAid code? Yeah, KitchenAid code. <laughs> I wish I had one. Huh, maybe we should get one up. Hey, Ryan, put that, that on would the be nice. Ryan, get him a sponsorship already. This man knows what he's doing. That would be nice. I would love my KitchenAid because you know what? This blender also is KitchenAid. Well, look at that. So many times. Look at that. This All right. So, again, we're going to make the pasta uh, now. I'm going to turn this on. I'm, I'm going to put it on setting one to start because if you go too fast, it pulls it through and rips. So I floured it up. You want to make it – the flour is basically like a lubricant. It's going to make it slide through nicely and not stick. The whole idea is to not let this stick. No so you're not going to force it through, but we're just going to let it feed. I'm dropping it right in. And again, it's still wet, so it's going to go through slow in the beginning. Don't fight it. It's going to come through. <laughs> if you close your eyes, it could be a different show. <laughs> so you can see it's pretty wet.
Awesome. I need to put a, a lot of flour onto this. It's like, like, like a Craig by the foot. Like, this is amazing. You see how that just grew? Yeah. The grower. The grower. This is so amazing. I'm putting a lot of flour into this just to start because it is pretty sticky. So I'm going to fold it back up. Easier products never stay in. No, yeah. You can buy little attachments that you can't charge it. Not to Kate the cat. I should put my, uh, I have the workout ones that go around your ear. They're better. Mm. All right, so I'm putting it back through again. I try to make, keep it flatter now. It's going to start running through nicer. It's kind of got the shape. Again, we're going to be folding this a bunch of times real quick. So we're developing uh, the stretch, you know, getting that gluten to form. Right here, I hear gluten leaves mark. Is that correct? That is correct. So this is not how you would make a gluten-free pasta, that's for sure. <laughs> that stuff does not stretch. And it's not so I have a bowl of extra flour here. This is all-purpose flour, by the way. This is not bread flour. This is not um, the baking flour, pastry flour. This is, you want to use a nice all-purpose flour. It has a good percent of protein, um, which is going to give a good structure, but not too much. So it's still going to be a nice soft bite when you have the pasta. So again, I'm folding it. I'm just trying to make a nice sheet out of it. I'm working flour into it, but not too much flour at once because if you get clumps, those don't work back in. So you always want to kind of just scrape the station, keep things clean and away from the edge because it's going to end up on the floor in your feet. So try to avoid those things as well. So again, I've just folded it back up. We're going to push it back through. At this point, I can, I can turn the speed up to number two. Ooh, it's gotten uh, a little more flour worked in. I'll strap in, folks. Start making things go a little faster. Wow. You look like the Energizer Bunny there. That's right. Keeps going, going and going. <laughs> Might catch you around the fish. All right, we got, so you can see it's still growing. I'm live with Craig Chomsky at Craig's.Kitchen on Instagram all the way in New Jersey, uh, showing us how to make homemade pasta and uh, homemade fresh pesto sauce. That smells like pesto over here. You smell that? Yeah. Huh. Alright. So again, I've worked more flour in. We're gonna fold it back up. Trying to keep that original shape. I can push down on it a little bit. Just keep working it. We're making it thicker. You can see it's changing. It's holding its shape. Back through. So how many times do you have to go back through, do you think? It's really, uh, it depends how much pasta you're making because I made a bigger batch. It's a little bit more until it's at the right texture. But, you know, it could be 12 to 15 passes just to start. Um, depends on how much flour you really worked in in the beginning. I try to do less and work it more this way, so I'm going to get a better pasta product in the end. Because you control the flour as you're putting it in, you're going to be able to get it to, you know, start to stretch more and develop the, the stretchiness that we need to make a nice pasta. But it also has to become almost like it's going to become a leather skin, like a, a jacket almost. Like that's the texture of what you want it to be, the sheet, before we're going to make it into pasta itself. Okay, so it has to be a leathery skin. What What would you say would be the biggest mistake for any first-timers out there who are trying to make their own pasta? Um, the biggest mistake would be doing the pasta at the tightest spot. Like people will try to do uh, number seven right away, and like the pasta will never go through. And then they just sit there and throw the pasta out because they think they've messed it up or something, but they, they haven't messed it up. It's just that this machine's too tight and you can't get the, the pasta to run through it. Another mistake would be saying, oh, this is ready now and starting to run it through too fast. So you really want to make sure you're at the right texture. But as you see, like 
what I'm looking for is there's still holes in it, but you can see it's starting to hold. Mm-hmm. Before, it would have just drooped straight to the table, and it wouldn't have held itself. But we've already started to develop this pasta. You can see how it's kind of like a leather sheet. So I don't want to do too much flour at this point either, because if I do that, it's going to dry it out. So I'm going to push some of this away. I'm actually going to cut it in half, because I think it'll run through a little bit nicer. So with the, the bench scraper, I've just made two even portions, and now I'll just work them one at a time. Hmm. So now we're getting close. I can already feel a change with that, uh, just those little folds. So you just see how that just changed the whole pasta, just that one pass through. So I'm going to do the next one. I probably just have to run this through two more times and it's ready to go. Thanks, David. If any of you in the comments are enjoying Craig's pasta making skills with a Z, uh, put in a fun emoji. Uh, We're going to give you a prize at the end of the show. Uh, Ryan's rewards, uh, best emoji or best comment. Or best question. Or best question. Yeah. Uh, wins questions. Yeah. Yeah. How many questions for Craig? So, so now I have a little bit, um, obviously, skinnier sheets. And the texture is really close. So I'm just going to run this through with no flour added to it this time. I'm still folding it once. And what I'm looking for at this point is um, there's a popping noise that will happen. Because you've developed the stretchiness of the pasta. So as it gets through this bottom point, if I hear a pop, I know it's really starting to develop. So it didn't pop. I need to do it one more time. But look what it changed. So you can see this sheet of pasta versus the one I didn't just run through. Oh yeah. Wait, I, wait. I heard. I heard a. I heard a bicycle. You heard a bicycle. Oh, there, that was a pop. You, yeah, you heard, heard it. You heard it. Yeah. All right. So this is the other one. We're gonna see if it shouldn't pop because it was the second pasta. So we'll see. No pop. Okay, so it's not ready. So we're going to run it through again. And Anne Gardnier said uh, cheese emoji. So, Craig, what's your favorite cheese? My favorite cheese. I do love Parmigiano-Reggiano. I love a nice Munster, but like a truffle pecorino is really nice. Oh, did you hear it? Oh, I heard it. Did you hear that? Yeah. We we have pasta, folks. Woo! So this is a finished pasta sheet. And we're going to let this sit, and we're going to run the next one through just to make sure it's at the right uh, structure. All right, so we'll fold it again. And again, I'm, only, I'm running it through so that this folded part will be the last thing through, so that will make the pop. Oh. All right, let's see. Let's see if number two is ready. Yeah. Oh, we got it. Ooh, the- All right, so two beautiful <laughs> sheets of pasta. Daddy, uh, we have two questions, Craig, real quick. Uh, yes. The man in Westwood said, how many truffles have you caught in your life? Uh. We caught a lot. I, I went truffle hunting every Thursday for about eight months. So we would average about five to six truffle every time we went out. Um, sometimes more, sometimes less, but I would say we easily found five or six every time we went. So, and we went to this factory that would source the truffles for the entire region in Italy. And we would do the whole dinner there. But they would have piles of truffles like you've never seen before. I mean, just trays. This whole table would have been filled with truffles. And the, the pungency and smell is amazing too. So this type of pasta would be great with the truffle sauce. That sounds delightful. And we have two more quick questions. One from an Ian Howell who calls you the Parmesan Don. Uh, <laughs> and from Alyssa, what's a good wine to go with the pasta? Uh, a nice Chardonnay, something nice and oaky, I would think would be really nice because pesto's got a good flavor, good garlic, Parmesan cheese in there. Um, and I think that would be nice with the earthy tones. Something that has like a nice oak barrel, some grassy notes to it, so that it would pair nicely, I think. So we got a little spice in the pastas uh, and the pesto sauce as well. So that could help cool it down if someone uh, is opposed to a little bit of red pepper. 
And one more before the next part. Yes. Uh, you have a question from Big Jefferson. Why from around the world? Uh, what is your favorite dish to make? That's always a tough question. I love to make everything, and I get that a lot, and it's a really hard answer for me. But I would say maybe beef short ribs or something I really like to make because it takes a long time to make them. you got to build flavor from start, like from the start to finish, and you can get a great sauce and a really beautiful piece of meat finished out of it, I think. Um, that or chicken fingers, I don't know. Chicken fingers. Can't go wrong with chicken, chicken fingers. <laughs> Either way, you keep on going and going, just like the Energizer Bunny. There you go. That's uh, right. And we're on with uh, Craig Chomsky, Chef Craig, uh, at craigs.kitchen on the Instagram, uh, live in Waldorf, New Jersey, recording to the Chris's live in Los Angeles, showing us how to make homemade pasta and pesto sauce. We just heard the pasta pop. We did. Uh, um, but don't stop. Get it, get it, Craig. Let's get going. So now we're going to move this to number two. Oh, oh. So you only want to go one stage at a time. We go one to two and they're on. They're on. So now we're not going to add any more flour to it. I don't want to dry it out anymore. We're going to put it on to number two and watch this baby grow. Ooh. Brian. It's growing. So at this point, you can drop it. You don't have to. It's going to. It's holding itself. It's got the strength. So you don't have to worry about the pasta ripping. So that's just one, uh, one number. So you can see how much bigger that got versus the, this one. Doubles in size. So we're going to run it through again. And obviously, you want to try to keep these pasta sheets the width of the pasta maker. If it's um, too wide, it'll start folding over. Um, you might get rips. The pasta might not form nice. But we are making some great pasta sheets right now. So you only run it through once at this time. Now we're going to number three. Because you don't have to keep running it through uh, at this point. You just want to get the thickness now because the pasta is ready. So what are you going to then? What's that? Which number setting? Uh, we're on number three now. So we're going every time we just pass it through once. And which so now we're on number three. And you can see how much bigger that just got. And you can see the thickness, but it's still yeah. not, we're, it's still too thick. We're going to keep it going. So we're going to run this one again through number three. So this, we have the two sheets. Try to always feed it through the center. And you see I'm just gently letting it go through. You can drop it and just catch it and feed it out. You don't want to let it hit the table. It's going to get uh, bound up in the machine. You want to just let it keep going. Try to keep it flowing nice. All right, so now we're going to go to number four. And you, these machines, you have to pull it out, twist it, and let it go back in. You'll hear it click. It'll go to the number. There's a, a notch on the top, and the number lines exactly up with it. So these are going to grow real big. I'm going to cut them after, but I just want to show you how long this pasta can get. In Italy, we did it where we were like, we had it pretty much 30 feet long. It was pretty awesome. Really? All, and we can, so what you can do in the beginning, instead of just having a yellow pasta, you add some uh, pureed spinach that you drain the water out, and you have green pasta. You can do uh, pureed beets and make red pasta. You can do cocoa powder and make brown pasta. I like Frank's pasta. And now these sheets would also be good for ravioli, so this pasta would work identical for that as well. So now you have nice long sheets. You would put your filling in here and fold it over and cut the shapes out. Craig, what's the most difficult pasta form to make, in your opinion? Oh, it's like the, I have to think of the name of them, but it's the little dumplings you would make for basically a chicken pasta soup. You have to do, it's like an ear shape. You fold it around your finger, and they're super small. 
So and you, if you don't make them right, our chef used to throw them out. So we would have to do them over and over again until you got your hands right. So I'm going to finish them on number five today because uh, we want to have a nice little bit, a little bit of bite with the pasta. So this is this is going to become a nice long one. Um, what's a necessary wingspan if you want to be a pasta maker? You know, I I, don't, I think I'm about five ten. So if you want to get any longer, I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> All right, so we made it through. Like how you Look at this. Distancing. Wow, looks like a scroll. Yeah. Isn't it? It's my Torah. Let's see. All right, here we go. And so I'm going to cut those into uh, probably four strip, four pieces, because you want it to be about like. 10 inches long, 11 inches for the sheet, the pasta. And this all started with just a ball like the size of this tuna fish can. That I told you how much it can make. So, because we added more flour as it went, but as you saw, this that makes a ton of pasta. This is a lot of pasta. This is easily two pounds of pasta. So, I'm going to lay these out. I'm going to get rid of this extra flour, turn the machine off, scrape all the flour off the table at this point. And we're gonna cut these. So this one actually will be three. Is there a trick to cutting them? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, basically you can, it's not gonna hurt it. You just wanna make a nice clean cut so that the edges stay straight. Uh, you can use a knife, a dull knife, anything like that. So I said a dull knife is a good, uh, good like substitute for this. You can use the back of the knife or something. You don't wanna use something that's expensive. Um, but everybody has that Cutco kitchen knife. Oh, speaking of Cutco, you're talking to the number one regional Concord, California salesman from 2006. Yeah. How about that? Did you get the award? I got the award, yes. Yeah, the award was <laughs> tell it to all your family and friends, and then you quit. <laughs> Congratulations. Uh, nice. All right, so. For months. It's a month. So if you see now, we have uh, one, two, three, seven pieces of pasta. We're going to want to have a little bit of flour. And I'm going to grab a tray real quick. So something you can do is have a tray with some parchment paper ready. I'm going to dust this with some flour. Now that the pasta is at the right thickness and it's finished being uh, stretched out, you can add some flour to it because it's just going to coat the outside and hold it and not let it get too sticky because it's a little humid here in Jersey. It's about... Uh, it's thunderstorming right now, actually. So the kitchen's got a little humidity in it, even though I got my dehumidifier going. This will help from anything sticking together when you make a little pile, because then you could put this in the fridge or freezer and have balls of pasta ready to go when you want to just make some quick pasta, throw it into the pot, and have dinner ready. The the and so I have this New Jersey said that it's very humid all week. Yes, it's been brutal, and I don't think it's going to stop. All right, so we're going to take this machine out. So again, this just screws in and out. There's a little knob that I'm unscrewing. Take this out. You want to bang the extra flour out. You never wash these things. Don't ever get them wet. Um, there is, you can see there's pasta on the bottom. Basically the way you clean these, gotta find my little brush up right here. So they come with the brush. I happened to lose it. I think I left it at the last customer's house. I taught it to make pasta, I just realized. So you take this brush and you're just gonna brush it out. And if it doesn't all come out right away, you just let it dry and then brush it out again. Why don't never you, get away. 
What's that? Why don't you wash it? Because it'll rust and then uh, the machine will start to warp. The pieces inside will get bound up and it, it will never work right again. Did you, did you leave it at your last, uh, your last customer's house uh, that you made a wonderful frozen rosé for? Oh, no, I didn't. But that was a, a heck of a party. That was uh, very recently. We did a frozé, they called it. Ooh. And um, so I froze rosé and I made a simple syrup with some uh, strawberry reduction and added a little vodka to that. And then I blended it at the party with my handy KitchenAid tool. And then we did nice cocktails with a nice uh, silver straw in it. And on a nice, hot, humid day, that was a beautiful uh, refreshment to start with. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, we, we actually started the party with that in Pellegrino and just passed that around until everybody was hydrated and a little tipsy. And then we hit them with some food. There you go. Then anything. <laughs> Everything tastes good after that, you know? You know your tricks, Craig. I've, I've done enough of them to, to pretty much <laughs> learn them all. So, All right. So we're going to clear the back off. We're going to add our uh, pasta cutter to it. So we're going to, again, add the wide cut. So this black piece lines up on the notch on the right here. we got that screw piece. And if you see, there's like uh, a square. And mm -hmm. so this piece lines up right in here inside this hole. And you just line it up and make sure you're lined up correctly. And basically, you just want it to notch in. And then it turns into that point. You want to make sure it's locked in because this will fall out. And then you're going to screw up your pasta. You're going to have a heart attack. You're gonna be like, I broke my machine. Really, you just gotta make sure it's screwed in tight and now it won't come out. All right, so we're gonna put this on number two because we know that the pasta's ready. We're gonna push it through quick. You wanna catch it as it comes out. You're gonna put a little flour onto it and put it in a ball on the tray. All right, it's time to make some pasta. Woo! That's a nice square you have. Ryan, you got Funk Master Flex? Ryan, see that? Funk Master Flex. What, what do we got going here, folks? Beautiful sheets of pasta. Wow. So if it sticks a little bit, you can just kind of pull it apart. You want to just put it onto your tray. So I'll move over here. And again, you want to just make sure that they're fully cut. Sometimes they'll stick a little bit. It hasn't been run in a little while. So the cutters aren't getting all the way through. But it's okay because it's easy to pull it apart. We're in no rush. You're enjoying yourself, right? Pasta's fun. Ooh. Yeah. This shouldn't be stressful. You should be enjoying yourself while you make it. Enjoy making the mess because it's a great product that you've done from scratch. You know, yeah. you're, you're doing, you're literally making this from nothing and, and it's going to be an unbelievable, unbelievable dish. And it really doesn't cost that much to make either. So cool. you see what I did with the pasta. I, I dusted it in the flour and we made a nice little pile. So oh. each one of the pastas I'll make into a little pile like that. I want to make a little, a little bird's nest. Uh, so something that might help is a little bit of flour on the outside of these when we put them through to see if that helps cut them. Craig, I'm sorry, but we have a question from a thirsty male in the Carolinas. Uh, and Ian Howell said, if the Chris's were a type of pasta, what kind of pasta would they be? Hmm. Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to say pipetti because you guys hold a lot of information and you keep our attention nice. And I think you hold a good uh, uh, conversation so that pasta holds a good, you know, spit of sauce. And I think it's a good bite. Oh, Ooh. thank you, Craig. Wow. Wow. Right, right here. You're right here. Yeah, I'm blushing. <laughs> yeah. All right, so again, that you're just kind of pulling those apart, making sure these strands are nice. Some of it fell over here. doesn't matter. It's all cut, so we just put it back into our pile. At this point, again, you really can't hurt your pasta. You're not going to um, – you're not working it anymore, so we're just trying to cut it and get it ready to go. So, again, my water is boiling over here. I always want to have that ready to go so that we can work quick. 
wow, that's isn't that fun? Yeah. yeah. Every time, every time I do it, I still love it. Like I, it's, I haven't made pasta in probably six months, but every time you do it, it comes out perfect, and it's just a fun, fun experience every time. You made pasta in six months. It sounds like you made pasta literally every day. <laughs> I did when I lived in Italy, so I got real good at it. And you know, practice makes perfect. That's for sure. You say you ten thousand hours. I think I got them in. So there you go. How do you make a cacao pasta? You were talking about that earlier. The which one? Cacao. Oh, the um, the pepetti. Which one did you say? The cacao. I know, like a brown pasta. Oh, the cocoa pasta. Cocoa. So that was um, basically I would take dry cocoa powder, mix that into the uh, flour itself, and then this way it's like incorporated into it, and you're mixing the egg and everything. Then it becomes a brown pasta. So you can like yeah, do that with um. What we used to do is we would take all the colors, and then you would cut them into strips and put them onto a base sheet like this. So you'd have red, green, brown, whatever, and then you'd run it through the machine and you get multicolor pasta. And you can run it through and have all different colors like camouflage. It's pretty awesome That's and cool. easy to do, but it's just more ingredients and a little bit uh, more time involved. But you can do that with squid ink too. So that's how you get a black pasta. Basically, you're just working it into uh, the egg yolk and everything in the beginning so that it's incorporated into the whole mix of the pasta throughout the, the time you're making it. Hmm. When you make the chocolate pasta, do you add marshmallows and sprinkle graham crackers on top for a little bit of s'mores pasta? You know, I haven't done that yet, but now that you mention it, I think that might be my next uh, invention. I think it is. Shout out to KitchenAid. When you give your sponsor, he's going to be making all those delectable quarantine uh, cuisine. Yeah. That's right. And um, we make that marshmallow mix with the KitchenAid mixer as well. So we're going to use it for everything. And we'll get a DJ to sing a song about it, also named Marshmallow. Oh. <laughs> Look at that. Shout to All right, so we got three more sheets, almost done. Again, I'm not forcing this through. That machine grabs it. You just let it go and do its thing. Sometimes you get a little bit of a short pasta. It's still, still worth eating. More of the motion in the ocean, I think, they yeah, say, with the just, short pasta. They yeah. say you just yeah. think. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They all taste great, right? That's what they say. Oh. What do you yeah. think, Ryan? No, you're still there's, not judging. There's no judgments here. So as you see, I mean, it's not, it doesn't take that long to make pasta from start to finish. And the reason why I chose the pesto sauce is it's a fast sauce to make, but you can also do a fresh uh, pomodoro sauce while you're doing the pasta. You start it in the beginning, get that tomato and garlic and onion cooking, throw a little bit of salt, pepper, uh, you know, red, red pepper flake in there, a little basil. And just let it cook while you're making your pasta. And then when you finish the pasta, you let it sit. It can sit for a while. So you can put this in the fridge or you can cook it right away. And then you can finish your sauce off and then make everything hot at the same time. A, uh, a, a Williams, Mr. or Mrs. said pastina. Pastina? They want to make pastina? Claro que si. Um, I mean, there's machines that you can do to get the, the shapes to be cut. So KitchenAid does make all those. It's really all different attachments. And you get you, they have, like, you feed it through. So I would feed that whole clump of pasta through as opposed to sheets. And you have to get it to the right texture. You don't want it to be too wet. But you, it forces it through, and then you cut them. And it would make those shapes. So you can get, like, the fun twist ones. You, know, you, you can make a farfalle. You can do the papetti, which is one of my favorite shapes. Honestly, that is my favorite shape of pasta, I think, just because it really does hold such a – Good bite. You can get the sauce in there. I like to do it with, um, you know, like a smoked fennel sausage uh, 
with a mascarpone and tomato-based sauce, something like that, a little uh, fennel pollen in there as well. All right, so that was our last sheet. We're gonna turn off our machine and just add a little bit of flour to this. So you can dust it up, toss it, and put it into its pile. So we have seven beautiful little piles of pasta now. Wow. All right, so I'm just gonna clean the station off a little bit. We're gonna make our final dish. I think after the seven, the seven dwarfs. A little, yeah. Little. Yes. You snow no, white. Snow white. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's Craig, it's Chef Craig Chuck, seven little people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna uh, pull this induction burner over. So this is uh, basically a magnetic burner. It only works with um, conductive steel that'll work on here. So you know aluminum things don't work on here. You have to like, copper works things that uh will be magnetic basically. So you can always throw a magnet on it to see if your pot works. If it, if it doesn't stick to your pot, it's not gonna boil the pasta. Also the machine doesn't turn on, it, it'll make a funny noise. So right now I have my pasta boiling. I'm gonna crank it up. Always wanna add kosher salt, salt, any kind of salt, but you wanna add that to your water when it's boiling. You don't wanna do it in the beginning because you can end up having a, a line of salt on the bottom of the pot and then it just becomes a crust and it doesn't actually mix into your water, which you want to have flavor. Salt's going to get incorporated into the water and then it's going to absorb into the pasta as it cooks. So that also helps build flavor with your pasta. All right, so again, we're going to be liberal. Oh, wow. Whoa. I have a lot of water here. Looking you want it to taste like the ocean. In culinary school, my chefs used to come over and taste the pasta, taste the water. And if it wasn't salty enough, they let us know it. I'll tell you that much. There you go. And Craig, uh, bear with us one second. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Quarantine the Chris is live in Los Angeles on with Craig Chomsky at Craig's Kitchen, all the way in Waldwick, New Jersey. Uh, Mr. Williams said uh, to hide the chat. Uh, this will be posted on our feed without any comments. So you'll be able to see his beautiful food over and over again. Someone loves the ocean. Someone likes the ocean. Someone loves Lauren Kaluber and McDill. We appreciate you for joining us today. Uh, Craig, you were just putting uh, a large amount of sodium into that pot. What do you got? That's next? right. So we're getting this uh, back to a boil. I shifted it over so it upset the pasta, the, the water. So now we're back to a boil. Um, you always want to keep a lid handy because that will make things happen a lot faster. So we're going to take our fresh pasta and make sure that it doesn't stick as we put it in. Just kind of drizzle it in. This is gonna cook a lot faster than um, dry pasta. We're looking for, we want it to float. We want it to look like it's absorbed some of that water. It's got that bite to it. But again, put it in, make sure that you've spread the, the sheets out. You don't want it to stick together because it will stick in the water. But that's why we added that extra flour. This flour is just gonna sit in the water. It's not gonna stick to your pasta when you pull it out. What's a dry pasta? Dry pasta is basically made from uh, water and flour. Sometimes they'll mix egg into it, um, but they're, they're just working it. It's ma made through machines mostly, and then they lay it out and dry it out. Like, there's um, all different types of racks that they can dry pasta out on. So I, I have my spider here. This is just uh, something that's easy to mix the pasta with, and also I'll be able to get it out of the water too. So I'm basically, you can see it's already coming into shape and holding it. It's getting wider. The noodles are getting nicer. Ooh. They're starting to even float a little, but basically 
you want to have a light simmer. You don't want to be overboiling this water. You don't want to break your pasta up. Um, but it's, it's doing its thing right now. I'm just going to throw the lid back on it, keep it hot. I wanted to make sure that those aren't sticking. So we have our beautiful pesto sauce that we made earlier. Yeah. See how bright and green that is? I'm going to name her, uh, I don't know, uh, pepper. Pepper the pesto. Ooh. Pepper, pepper the pesto. I like it. All right, so I'm just going to grab a ladle real quick. I'll be right back. Uh, and Craig, as you're leaving, Instagram is going to cut us off in exactly one minute. Would you like to join us on a second live adventure right when we get cut off? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Perfect. This is, I think this is our second second adventure. I believe this, this happened to us last time, it, too. It, it, it did, did, yeah. We're, we're, we're breaking records here. Everyone watching will cut us off in about 40 seconds, um, but we will Craig right away. Uh, your questions in chat are blocking the whole video. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, it will be posted <laughs> after on our feed uh, without any comments. Hey, so screen. if you'd like to watch the video without comments, uh, quarantine with the Chris's QWT. Chris's uh, uh, and you'll see it all in all its glory. Oh, are you pouring the pesto in as we speak? Uh, no. So what I just did was mix it around. I have the ladle in there, and then we're going to mix it in this big bowl. So I'm going to take the pasta out fresh from the water. I want a little bit of that water so we make a nice sauce. That water is going to help incorporate the pesto and also absorb into the pasta. Well, looks like we got disconnected there. Ryan, cue part two. This is, but I just bought that. You know, I gotta talk to him. Oh. It's like the nicest one we have though. Can I eat this with the bread? Is it gonna taste weird? I don't know. It actually tastes pretty good with the bread. I'm gonna do it. I um, did uh, it. Uh, oh, this one's a little nicer. Pull up. Maybe I'll put it on this one. Hey. Thank you for joining us, Chris Dance. We appreciate it. Oh, hey, Chris. and Chris's were eating because Craig made us really hungry. Thank you for joining Ian Howe. Um, we appreciate you. Mm. And uh, not really Wake Forest because I like North Carolina, but we'll go by that. Can you not be a fan of both? No. Now that both teams aren't playing right now. Mm. Like, no one's really playing, so. No. Never gonna happen. to Chris's, this is uh, part two of the video. We're so hungry from watching Craig Chomsky at Craig's.Kitchen make delicious pasta We're and pesto. Pesto bread. Um, we put basil on bread um, from our fake sourdough starter that Chomsky's about to send us and uh, just kind of made it. Uh, shout out to my mother. Uh, shout out to all two people watching right now. Um, according to the Chris's, this is hour two. Hour two. Hour two. Oh. Welcome to hour two. Um, so much for making through hour one. Thank you for joining us for hour one. This is hour two. Uh, I made the switch. Stick with Carolina. Uh, um, Ooh, yeah. Probably good advice. Yeah. Uh, thank you if you're not Melissa. Oh, that's funny. Uh, thank you if you are Melissa. Uh, we just oh. liked your thing live on Twitch, yeah. Facebook, and YouTube. Shout out to Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. They're still going right now. Uh, and also going is Craig's Dot Kitchen. Uh, everyone, Brian, give everyone a round of applause to Craig. Give it everyone. Hey, we're back. All right. Well, perfect timing because this pasta is ready to come out. Ooh. So uh, I want to show you basically what we're looking for. You can see how this pasta's gotten fatter. I'm going to grab one. I don't recommend this because it is hot, but I have good fingers for this. So you can see it's a nice, beautiful piece of pasta. So yeah. I would actually even recommend tasting it, but you can rip it in half and just see. We're not seeing any white line through it, so that means the pasta is done. We want to have a nice al dente bite. And let me tell you, that is perfect. Okay. So we're going to take this pasta out. And again, I want some of this water, so I'm not going to drip it too much. But I get enough of it out. We don't want it to be too watery. Huh. We have a, uh, a thirsty fan who's less than O-O-D. How do you feel about that, Don Craig? 
Well, I'm sorry, I didn't, you broke up a little. What did it say? Uh, she, uh, apparently, she's not Melissa. Uh, she says she loves a fat nude N double O D. <laughs> Nothing wrong with a fat nude. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call that the Popperdell. I think that is. The old Popperdell. Right. The old Popperdell. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining Hour 2. This is an extended addition to Craig's Stock Kitchen, Craig Chopsky, all the all the New Jersey is making delicious homemade pasta and sauce, uh, something a dinosaur uh, probably could learn from. Yeah. So you can see we have our beautiful pasta. Oh, wow. Nice and steamy. And we want it to stay hot because we're going to eat this hot. So mm -hmm. I'm going to take my pesto and uh, I'm going to be generous. I like sauce. Sauce it up, baby. Be generous with those fat noodles. Yeah. Yes, right. So I'm going to mix it with my handy tongs here. And be gentle. You don't want to rip your pasta. You want to have nice shapes. But as you can see, and what you, I wish you could smell this because as it hits the hot pasta, the, the pesto releases all its flavor. So now all I smell is basil, Parmigiano-Reggiano, the pine nuts. I'm getting the toasted pine nut, the garlic, you know, all those flavors, even the olive oil, you really smell it. Um, so this sauce can go a long way. You see how much that just did. And it's got a great color to it. Um, let's plate it. Make it look nice. I'll grab my white plate because a nice green sauce, you want on something nice and white that'll be bright. Are you... Are you heating up the pesto sauce or you put it right in the pot? You don't, you don't need to because this is so hot that it makes that sauce hot immediately. So this pasta is ready to go. Mm. So a nice way to plate this, you take your ladle, put it in there. Basically, you want to twist uh, the pasta up. And you're making a nice little pile. Chop a little bit out. It's too much. Try again. Okay. So we've twisted it up. Get to the center of your plate. And then we're gonna hold, it's gonna hold its shape. And you put a little extra Parmigiano-Reggiano on there. Ooh. Piece of the basil. And we're going to wipe our plate a little so it nice, looks nice and finished. Plate wipe. That's what that's what it is. Plate that's wipe. How you know, that's, that's how you know. Ryan, Ryan, put that on a T-shirt. Get him a sponsor. Yep. Bounty. Now, bounty. All right. Picture name. And here is your final dish. Wow. Ooh. That's pretty. Wow. Might as well, might as well eat it, right? Yeah, Ryan. Ryan. There it is, Ryan. Uh, Craig, we uh, we had Ryan cook uh, the entire time. Ryan, uh, let's see it. I want I want to see the final dish. Along the entire time, he tried to follow your expert uh, tips uh, at Craig Chomsky at Craig's.Kitchen on Instagram. Um, how do you think his turned out? You know, uh, he's got a little work to do, but a good start. Yeah. How do you think it tastes? You know, not too good yet. <laughs> Let's see how this tastes. <laughs> this is very good. I tell you what. I think that tastes the same. I think so. Did, did he at least toast the pine nuts for you? Give you a little flavor? You know what? Oh, he he made the pine nuts. He put Ryan, the pine nuts. You had one job. Ryan. Quick question, Craig. Yeah. The, our basil leaves went, they, uh. They turned a little. They turned a little. 
very quickly, how do you keep your, your leaves so fresh? So uh, I honestly, I try to, uh, if I'm buying it, I'll buy it day of because I do want it to be the fresh as it can be. But a uh, nice little trick to let that last a little longer on the stem, you can take a paper towel and just get it nice and damp and then roll the basil, basil with the stem on it in, into it and then keep it in the fridge. You'll probably get two to three days out of it, but basil really turns fast. Um, I just try to recommend using it as quick as you can. Or do that trick I told you earlier where you, you boil water, put a, a pinch of baking soda into it, and then you just put this, the basil right into it, and it's going to shrink the basil up. It's going to look like you have nothing there, but it's really the same amount as the stems that, before you uh, blanched it, mm. but it'll stay bright green. So then you can just add that to anything. But again, I recommend just throwing some olive oil into it, blending it up, and then you have uh, basil oil. And that you can use, you just put it in a jar and you have it ready to go. Oh, been... And then you can drizzle that over tomato and mozzarella and throw some balsamic glaze on it, something like that. Interesting, yeah. We've been doing that with lentils. but this There one... you go. It would be nice with some basil. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be nice. Yeah, um, it, it turns quickly. It does. It's frustrating. It's because, I mean, luckily it's not that expensive, but it is a frustrating uh, cycle of life, I would say, for the basil. As our, as our friend and yours, Elton, once said, uh, the, the circle of life, I think. Circle, yeah. Uh, Simba. Simba. <laughs> Uh, so an end and NZ Lee says hello, Craig. Uh, oh, hello. Oh, that's my friend Parker. Hey, Parker. Hey, Parker. Hey, Parker. He's actually out there with you guys. He's in Cali. Oh, oh. oh. Come by, Parker. To the he might he might actually want some of that pesto sauce you made, Chris. No. See. Uh, yeah. Oh, did you finish it? It's done. Basil. <laughs> you know, maybe you try, you dry that out, the basil, and you have some uh, dry basil and just grind it up. Oh really? We can so we can dry this out. Yeah, the black, the really black ones, I wouldn't. But you can, uh, you can try to make what's left of what they are. Just let them dry out in the sun. I like that. Hmm. Yeah. I like that. Uh, well, uh, Craig, uh, could you show everyone in the camera again your wonderful uh, pasta? I can't pronounce. Tagliatelle. So Tagliatelle. Tagliatelle. So the G, the G is silent. Ah, Tagliatelle. It's, it's not Tagliatelle. So you can see that we got like a great shape out of the pasta and you know, it's still holding, it's still nice and hot. You see that you don't have to heat that pesto sauce up. Um, the cheese melts into it. So that all incorporates into the pasta and you just get amazing flavor. That's wonderful. And then yeah. uh, don't only just make pasta, Craig, uh, Chef Chomsky in your kitchen in Waldock, New Jersey makes uh, a little bit of everything. Could you tell everyone uh, what's uh, in season and uh, what you got going on over there in your uh, little cuisine empire? Yeah. So, I mean, I try to do anything that's seasonal right now as far as like, that's why I use the basil today, but tomatoes are amazing. Um, all the veggies right now are really nice. Um, summer squashes, things like that. So I try to use that, grill them, do flavors in that sense. But I did recently, I, they were calling me the tuna before because we went fishing uh, two weeks ago and I was able to catch um, five gigantic yellowfin tuna. And it was with a good family friend and it was a great trip. And I brought back a lot of tuna, got it in the freezer and we've been using it for all the parties and it's been amazing. I've been searing it, leaving it nice and rare in the middle, nice pepper uh, sesame crust and doing that over some, uh, you know, some stir fried vegetables or even uh, stir fried rice, some pineapple fried rice, something like that. And then we were doing um, the tuna tartare and I would make some fresh avocado, some uh, guacamole, have that next to each other and then do some fresh chips. So nice little combo, good bite but it really accentuates the tuna and just how fresh it is. And I'll do a nice little Asian flavor with that. 
Uh, I like to do the Asian flavors with the, the fresh fish. I think it really goes well. Uh, nice. Is there, Chris, is there, is there anything that Chef Chomsky doesn't do? No. <laughs> what is, what's the most important thing to bring with you on a fishing trip? Is most it a important thing. Woo! You know, you know what it is? A positive attitude. Wow. Because if you go out there with a positive freaking attitude, you're catching fish. If you go out there with a negative Nancy, you're not getting shit. You heard it here first. No negative Nancy. Only right. positive peeps. Put that, put that no. out. You got all positive energy. That's it. There you go. Uh, well, Craig, thank you for uh, showing us how to make homemade pasta and homemade pesto sauce today. Uh, you, everyone can check you out at craigs.kitchen on Instagram and your website. Yep. Yep, chefchomsky's.com. Chefchomsky.com. Uh, we yep. appreciate you, brother. Uh, uh, it was a great time with you guys. Thank you, as always. Uh, we I look forward to our next lesson. We'll have to do something else. There you go. Sounds good. Maybe we can go fishing. Oh, I'll take you on the boat. Wow. You can Maybe go. next time we make some dessert. Ooh. ooh, ooh I yes, like that. yes, I like that. Yeah, Big fan of chocolate s'mores pasta. We'll see you next time. Oh, yes. That's right. I forgot. That's the next dish. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again, Craig. We appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Check out Craig's.Kitchen on Instagram. And uh, we look forward to eating your food sometime uh, whenever our mom sells it sick. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to make it happen, I promise. Thanks, man. Take care. All right, guys. Great talking to you. As well. I like Nick's suggestion here. A molten cake. Ooh, molten cake. We could talk to our Ryan. Can you write that down? Thank molten you. Molten cake. Molten lava cake would be wonderful. We were just on with Chef Craig Chomsky at Craig's.Kitchen on Instagram, uh, showing us how to make homemade pasta. Uh, shout out to his sponsor, KitchenAid, and also homemade pesto as well. Uh, that was delightful. I haven't seen you stare that much since Goldfeather was on the program. Actually, you know what? I was thinking the same exact thing in my head. I haven't been that quiet since I first uh, so had her on the program. Yeah. Like we had her on the program, yeah. Hey, shout out to Goldfeather. Yeah. still not back on Instagram, but uh, everyone check out Craig. He's doing great things in New Jersey. He also ships. He'll be sending us a sourdough starter that looks nothing like this as all the macaroni <laughs> falls from the table as we go along. Ryan, catch. Nah, that wasn't even close. Yeah, he's still not going to clean that up. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Pam Wiz. I've been sliding your DMs for at least a week trying to get you back on. But we're quarantined the Christmas. We do this every day. That ends in Y. Uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, basically, we don't do it any day that starts with an S anymore. Uh, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Love to you all as well. Also, KB Runs 10. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, everyone. Uh, Nick and uh, Williams and boozers and everyone who stuck along for part two of Chef Chopsky. Uh, our community cause today was Okaizu. Yes, support Okaizu um, and their efforts to support uh, families um, going through childhood cancer and supporting uh, everyone really there. We do have a partnership with them, a 100 for 100 campaign going where all dollars raised will be matched uh, until the end of September. Until the end of September. September yeah. is also Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, please go to our GoFundMe. Link is in the bio. Uh, the donations will be doubled by Okaizu during their 100 for 100 program, as Chris just mentioned. Uh, only man to ever slide in my DMs. Uh, I thought the only man was, was a tumor. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Rick himself. Mr. Rick himself. Sliding and sleeping. Yeah, shout if you're a rock star. Thank you for joining us late. We're quarantined the Chris's. We'll catch you all tomorrow after we thank our sponsor yes our sponsor of the day is trader joe's uh albacore tuna chris yeah. and water and 
In water or in oil? In water, in oil, no salt added. Uh, in, no, my question was, is it in, do you prefer in water or in oil, like when you get something? I just, I like things just stackable, really. Uh, Chef Chomsky just caught $1,500 worth of tuna uh, off of a boat of Cape May. Uh, he's a much bigger man than we are. Much bigger man. Well, yeah. Uh, Actually, yeah. He's yeah. got the wingspan of a seven-footer. Yeah, Actually. speaking of wingspan, socially distance, please. California, since we're number one now in the United States, and also wear damn mask. Uh, Chef Chopsy, uh, check him out at craigs.kitchen on Instagram. Uh, this video will also be posted if you want to watch Craig cook more and more. Uh, we'll probably watch it uh, as we go to sleep, I think. Yeah, yeah so nice. uh, ASMR. The ASMR, the ASMR uh, chef, actually. Yeah. Um, anyways, thanks for tuning in today. Um, we have a special edition tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, almost forgot about Lounging with Tony. Uh, we got a special edition hanging in the Lounging with Tony, the, maybe the hottest entertainer in the game show network. I'm really, I'm going to take another button off here. There's a lot of chess there. Uh, yeah, so yeah. we may be loosening up our buttons tomorrow to uh, maybe dance with the singlest lady of them all. It could be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Quarantine the Christmas. We'll catch you tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Uh, stay dry. Sail away with me, honey. With my heart, yeah. Sail away with me, honey. Sail away. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Quarantining with the Chris's. Please support our GoFundMe benefiting Okaizu Children's Cancer Camp. Search No Hair for Care on GoFundMe.com for more information. Connect with the Chris's on our website, QWTChris's.com, and on Instagram, YouTube, the Facebook, Twitch, TikTok, and even Twitter at QWTChris's. Catch us live across all social media every day that ends in Y, Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Ryan, end the show. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments, where bold moves require confident blueprints, where you can accelerate transformation through consistency, where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at saic.com slash cloud.